Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Current podcast. I am Pittsburgh Current editor and publisher Charlie Deach. Uh, thank you for coming and joining us this morning. We have a great show planned for you. Um, we also, uh, as usual, we have uh, our web product online at pittsburghcurrent.com. We've got uh, remnants of our sex issue still left. If you haven't checked that out, check out our sex issue from March or from February 5th. Um, this week coming up, um, we're looking forward to uh, um, another another great issue. Will come out. We'll be out on the 19th. And you can also keep up on our coverage of the situation involving Post Gazette publisher John Block, a story that we first brought you on Monday. We've been following it ever since. So check out PittsburghCurrent.com to stay up to date with that and on our socials at PGH Current. Coming up in this week's issue, you're going to read a uh, you're going to read a story about the um, the Black Bottom Film Festival, and that's the topic of our discussion today. Um, we have Sydney Nunn and Joe Lewis from the August Wilson Cultural Center. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. And that runs February twenty second to twenty fourth. Um, either way, talk to me a little bit about the Black Bottom Film Festival when when it got its start and what the, what prompted it. Well, actually, it starts tomorrow, the 15th, the 15th. with Row House Cinema. Mm. And um, it goes from the 15th through the 24th, Okay, starting at Row House. Uh, we start off with Hell County this morning, this evening, which is an Academy Award-nominated film. Mm-hmm. Um, so it got started, the Black Bottom Film Festival got started uh, because... Janice Burley Wilson, the executive director and president of the August Wilson Cultural Center, wanted to have a film festival. Um, I was working with her uh, in another capacity in marketing and in uh, design and production management. And she knew that I had a background in film and television. So we just thought it was a good idea to do. Uh, We wanted to incorporate the themes of August Wilson's plays the pittsburgh cycle plays what's the official term for it pittsburgh cycle pittsburgh cycle plays i think now that you say that it's either that or american century cycle american century cycle pittsburgh cycle which nine of the ten plays take place in pittsburgh but the one that doesn't ma rainey's black bottom is set in chicago and we use that here, but but it just made it, it just made more sense. To, yeah. I mean, of all of August's plays, we thought that um, Black Bottom had a good ring to it. Yeah. Um. So, but it really deals with the themes of August Wilson's plays, and those themes are duty, honor, family, uh, family conflict, spirituality, uh, working class struggle, and race, of course. Right. So we use that as our sort of construct to you know look to bring films in right and and we think those 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 constructs are you know pretty universal something everyone can relate yeah. to and how has the how has the festival how has the festival grown you have quite a you have quite a schedule this year plus um you've got some great workshops with um great actors like kim coles coming in to do workshops for folks how has the how has the how has the um how has the how has the festival sort of evolved over the last few years I think you can speak to the evolution a little bit more. Well, the first year we just had <clears throat> uh, three week, three days um, at the August Wilson Center. Um, we had we brought in a um, a, f- a famous director, or um, well, I wouldn't say famous, but a, a director that is 
uh, renowned within the African-American community because he uh, got the first three multi-picture movie deal. His name mm. was Michael Schultz. Um, so from the very beginning, we've had a good sort of um, internal cultural sort of right. uh, credibility. Uh, and that's what he that's what he that's what he gave us by bringing in Michael Schultz in the first in the first year. Um, and so then we felt that we needed to sort of expand the footprint here in Pittsburgh. So we we collaborated with the Pittsburgh filmmakers last year. They couldn't participate this year, but they're still helping us out. Right. And, and then we wanted to sort of have films at Row House and Pittsburgh filmmakers so we could spread the footprint and be a multifaceted, multi uh, screen film festival. Right. So, I mean, from that standpoint, we've, we've always did about 15 to 20 movies, but now we're just sharing, sharing the love with everyone. Right. And are you, um, has there been an effort to, I noticed that there is, um, there is a, uh, there's a section sort of on, on, uh, black horror films or, or, or African-Americans portrayals in horror films, that kind right. of thing. Was, is that something, is that something new, something different? Is that something that, cause that's a really interesting topic. Cause again, yeah. right. we all hear the joke about, you know, black people always die <laughs> right. first. The first, one's first ones to go. I personally am really excited for horror noir. Um, yeah. Because I think that with the six, with Jordan Peele's success of get out last year and his upcoming yeah. film us, I think that um, black people really are getting their moment in horror right mm -hmm. now. And so to kind of look at it in a, in a wider lens of, you know, historically, with, you know, all the way from, you know, black and white films when they were, you know, dressing in blackface and killing the black person right. first still. I mean, I think it's pretty interesting um, about blacks in their role historically in right. horror films. So I think this documentary is going to be pretty cool. And, and also we started out as the boogeyman. You know right. I, mean? I mean, if you go back to um, Birth of a Nation, right. sort of the sort of subconscious of the black boogeyman as the black, you know, Ogre, the villain, the right. villain, the right. black ogre started all the way back then. Right. You know? So, and we, we know how that permeates our culture now sure. from a subconscious. So, um, so that it deals with that. It delves into that as well. Mm -hmm. Sort of the historical aspect of how we are, you know, the beast, right? black men anyway. So, um, so that's, that, that's the sort of underlying um, conversation right. that's being had. Um, and it's not new. It just happens to sure. be one of the movies that we that yeah. was in the pipeline yeah. um, this year. Every year, we're like the first time we did uh, Black Bottom year mm -hmm. one. Right. Uh, we had a, a movie called Destination Planet Negro, which was a futuristic uh, right. movie about <laughs> set in started in nineteenth in the nineteen thirties into the future. Right. And it's always we're always just looking for peculiar, quirky stuff. Right. You know, that's that's the whole point. Um, and the guy who wrote that movie is currently being, he's gotten an Academy Award nomination for a uh, black Klansman this year. He's a writer. Right. His name is Kevin Wilmot, yeah. he was, but he's also the director of destination yeah. planet Negro. So we're always looking for quirky, something new, something revealing, something, um, interesting that is, you know, Hey man, I never thought about that. You know, right. so you want people to say, wow. Okay. Wow. You know, yeah. that was, that was deep. How much do you, um, when you were, putting something like this together are you mainly focusing on the positive strides or how much do you sort of also try and educate where african-american film came from i mean how how important is that or is that another project for another time or do you try and keep it more positive with this or well we do that we show yeah. classics yeah because they don't they've in the time that they came out 
they didn't get the, as much as exposure as they probably right. deserve. So this year we're doing the Wiz. Yep. Yeah. And we're doing for Love of Ivy, starting Sydney Portier. Right. Last year we did a movie that um, Harry Belafonte produced right. that didn't get the love right. that it probably Which deserved. Was incredible. You thought so? I, I really enjoyed that. What was my name? Um, it's escaping me. Now let me let me see. Uh, it's it was called. Uh, God, I forgot the name of it. At this just quickly. At this at this exact moment, but it was really good. It was, Odds against tomorrow. Yes. Odds yes. against tomorrow Odds it was kind of tomorrow. a weird. It was yeah. a weird. Odds against tomorrow is the name of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So obviously, oh, like you said, overlooked films, and and you also do some some things with black exploitation films, also to do sort of. Um, what's the one? What are you doing this year? Is it? Sweet, 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 sweet back's badass song. <laughs> and that was, you know, again, uh, that's something that that's that was from Brian. Brian's of mine, Brian yeah. Mendelson. Brian and I have we're like like minded people. Yeah. The guy who runs president and director of Row House. Yeah. He, he, he felt that movie was important to see because, again, it was overlooked. But again, it deals with the sort of themes of, you know, oversex. The oversexed black man right. and the, you know, the pimp, the sort of sort of stereotype. Right. And so that sort of sweet, sweet back sort of, ex, you know, explodes that notion. Right. Joe, I don't want to make any assumptions about your age, but I assume that when these movies came out, you were obviously, it was a time in which you were aware of these movies when they came out. Uh, but I wasn't allowed the, to go the, to. The, you were, <laughs> but that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, like, what was the sort of attitude um, toward those from the African-American community as opposed to, I mean. Oh, that's a good question yeah. because there was a, there was a serious, um, there's one vein of people was like, yeah, let's get some work. Yeah. This is great. Black people in movies. And then there was a whole pushback by, you know, the NAACPs and the urban, urban leagues of the world were saying that this is mm. just not how we want to portray ourselves right. as we try to sort of integrate and assimilate into main culture. So that was the pushback. That was the, that was the, that was the push and pull that sort of um, led to the sort of the movie and the movie business pulling away from black movies in the seventies. And then it, and not until Spike Lee and what he was doing, it was sort of like, oh, black movies started with Spike Lee. It really didn't. Right. It really did not. But I think that that um, kind of dynamic of black people wanting to be being wanting to be taken seriously by Hollywood standards still exists today. I mean, we can talk about Tyler Perry and the right. type of films that he does by comparison to Spike Lee or other directors, mm -hmm. other black directors that are doing different things. So I think that 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 polarity still exists where people where some black actors are like, I don't want to do this thing where I'm like running around chasing after some guy or whatever, right. you know, just being like very stereotypical. Yeah. Um, and then I, I want to be taken more seriously. I want to, I want to be doing Mahershala Ali roles and, yeah. you know, I want to be yeah. doing, I want to be on a different level or taken seriously by these standards that are really arbitrary, but you know, Right. Are, are it is what it is so i think that that's something that the, that also is makes this film festival that much more relevant because these things are still occurring in today's times right regardless of the fact that this movie was right. made in the 70s it's like still relevant and then you know the funny thing is is that tyler perry's laughing all the way to the bank oh right? absolutely <laughs> and a lot of his actors are you know are working, are right? working. And, yeah. and you have to think about that too it's like he's employing all, you know all of his crew all of his production all of his editing like all these people are black so that's great that is really good but at what cost right right and that's what i wanted to ask what is sort of the and i've, I've read different things again just like 
the black exploitation films we talked about. I and mean, we, we hear, you hear a lot of, there are a lot of different opinions on what Tyler Perry does and, 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 you know, the kinds of movies he makes with the Medea movies and so forth. Um, so, so what is sort of the, is it, I think it's a matter of choice. I yeah. mean, I, I've, I've only, I probably maybe have seen one or two mm-hmm. Tyler Perry movies Same. in my life, but I don't have any sort of animus towards him. Sure. I don't feel like he's taken up space or anything like yeah. that. I feel that, you know, if he can do what he wants to do and I mean, do we hold, do we hold the, do we hold say the people who do Arnold Schwarzenegger movies or John Wick movies right. or, I mean, what, what are, what's the cultural relevance of those movies? Right. Other, you know, yeah, no, I mean, why do we hold? Right, the, why, down, do, right. why do we hold them? Right. Why do we hold? Why do we have to hold ourselves to these high standards? Right. So I don't have a problem with Tyler Perry. I just just not interested right. in some of the movies. Just you know, point, I don't want to yeah. see a six eight cross dressing dude <laughs> acting like a woman. I just can't. Yeah. I can't. My, <laughs> At least I can't not get, more than once. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't. A, the, the not more than believability. One. I I, a movie has to have some verisimilitude for me. So right. if yeah, I can't, I just can't get past that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. If people love it, I'm yeah. I'm cool with it. How influential were films like Robert Townsend's Hollywood Shuffle and Spike Lee's Bamboozled? How influential were those in sort of opening up? And again, because I talked a little before we came in the air, I talked a little bit, and we can talk about it a little now or, or later. I talked to Sydney about the fact um, her father is uh, the late Bill Nunn, uh, great actor, one of my favorite actors of all times. In fact, I. Just I got goosebumps. Just think. I mean, I'm serious. It, it, I'm a mark. I'm a I'm a mark for Bill Nunn. I really am. And um, when he passed, I wrote a piece about how, as a you know, as a as a tubby white kid from a small town in Ohio, you know, you live in your very controlled sort of world. And the, when I was in high school, and I saw Do the Right Thing, and you know, you sort of you there's something you like about. Uh, the character Radio Rahim from the beginning. He's sort of rough. He's very, but you something that you you grow to like about him. And then to see the what happens to him at the end. And your dad played that that scene was was brilliant. And um, I just want to say to you that that um, that movie was sort of um, you know I grew up in a just to surprise you I grew up in a conservative household, but that film opened my eyes to other things going on in the world. And so that helped me to then as I went off into college and I, as I moved into journalism, it really helped sort of form who I was in my opinions of the stuff that screwed up in the world. And right. so I just want to, you know, I thank your dad, but I, I want to, you know, just what your dad did that, that role was just, it, it meant a lot. And it, again, for it, to, it wasn't just, you know, I, I never really saw that as, as a black movie. I, I heard about it and I wanted to see it. And, you know, it was, it really opened my eyes and your, your dad was always one of my favorites. You know, I, I, fought, I, I pretty much, I think I've pretty much seen everything he was in. So, um, wow, for, you're from better then than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, um, that's the point of films like that, that yeah. are supposed to give people an idea of what life is like outside of their own bubble. Right. And especially in this region, I mean, I'm from Atlanta originally, mm-hmm. so I'm coming from a black bubble into, <laughs> into Pittsburgh, which is totally yeah. different. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, a, there were a lot of people like you who probably yeah. s- saw something in that movie that made them think, okay, there's a lot going on outside of my small sphere that I live in. Right. So, um, but yeah, I think that, what was the original question about? The- um, oh, films like uh, Hollywood Shuffle and oh, Bamboozle. Yeah, did yeah. they help sort of, um, have they helped, not did they help, have they helped sort of um, open up roles for for African-American actors, but also just sort of, you know, the way they portrayed the industry, um, 
in such a bamboozled, especially in just such an openly, you know, this is what you think of us, you know, the, the, the blackface and so forth. I mean, it really put it out there. But then again, then a few years ago, we had the whole situation at the Oscars um, right. with the African American movies. So I, I think that Oscars so white. And right. We, and we right. had her here last year. We had April Rain here last year to yeah. talk about that. Um, I think it's been an ongoing conversation. Yeah. I mean, just like our country's relationship with race, it's always been an ongoing conversation that continues mm-hmm. to be had. Um, however, I think that over time with Oscar so white with movies like bamboozled with movies like Hollywood shuffle mm-hmm. with conversations. I mean, I think it's, it's starting to impact the industry. Yeah. I mean, now there's more, there's more people in the Academy. Yeah. That's the important right. thing who make the decisions. I mean, right. the Oscars are made by a group of people that are in the industry. The decisions of who gets an Oscar, who's nominated for an Oscar. All of that is determined by the people that are in the business. And there's more people in the business. They've opened up, the opportunities for people to participate mm-hmm. more so that now you see Hell County this morning, uh, this evening being nominated, Bill Street being nominated, mm-hmm. Black Panther being nominated uh, for Oscars. That's all because more people are participating. Right. And, and and Bill Street is going to be, is, a, is an Oscar, not, that's in the film festival as well. Oh, great, great. Um, what are some of the films that, that you're looking forward to most at, at people seeing at the film festival? Um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Pa on Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's yeah. one of the shorts that we're showing on Sunday, and it's on the style of French New Wave, and it's set in like in Atlanta, and it's going to be a really interesting story. Yeah. I don't really know the full details of what happens, but I think that it's about not being judged by how you talk and yeah. how you sound, right? right? And, and how you look. Yeah, you know, appearances are not everything, but you know that's what that's what that's what the, that's the overarching conversation in that movie i like all of them yeah i mean we have movies that are done by somebody who's on a shoestring budget right you know rollo from around the corner yeah. to <laughs> to oscar nominated films yeah that's the whole point right to sort of sort of give an audience or a platform for the whole gamut of yeah. african-american filmmakers yeah i've been calling the lineup really eclectic because yeah. it's like a very interesting mix but all um, have these like common threads that that make it work so. right and I, I my personally I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, Idris Elba movie Yardy Yardy yeah because that, that I always was I was interested in that whole sort of you know uh, Kingston Jamaica sort of thing and, and reading about it, it's it's really as soon as I heard about that opportunity I was yeah. like all <laughs> over it man I was like we, we had to go through a lot of stuff to bring that here because right. because um at the August Wilson Center, we don't have a DCP player, so we had to go through all of this stuff oh. to get in a new player, get in a new DVD player, get in a, a Region B, all of the things, all of the little details we had. To, but because I wanted that film so bad, and the and, and the filmmakers, Pittsburgh filmmakers, you know, um, Harris Theater, mm-hmm. uh, Region Square, they 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 sort of bridged the gap for me on right. that one. So I want to give a shout out to them. Great. Joe Morrison and the film and then the filmmakers. Fantastic. You are listening to the Pittsburgh current podcast. We're talking with Sydney Nunn and Joe Lewis about the black bottom film festival at the August Wilson cultural center starting tomorrow through the 24th of February. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. February 24th. Um, but also something going on this weekend. We want to tell you about uh, the Pittsburgh botanic gardens presents bitters and sweets Saturday, February 16th from 7 to 11 p.m. Bitters and Sweets is a community event featuring musical entertainment, food, cocktails, and dancing. For more information or registration, you can go to their website, pittsburghbotanic.org. 
so getting back to the um, getting back to the film festival, um, how do you see this? Um, how do you see this progressing as as we go along? I mean, I assume we're, we're we we can plan on future installments uh, of the festival and. Yes, you know, but we're a nonprofit. We need right. we need people. We need a lot of people to show up. So yeah. that, you know, sort of just demonstrate the relevance to everyone. Um, hopefully, we're we're in more on more screens next year. We have we have a a a link to um with with filmmakers, and we have movies at 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 the Harris and in Regent Square, which we did last year. We had a mo- movies that, but but a whole lineup of movies or right. a whole roster of movies at at Harris. Right. Um. Hopefully we have, um, you know, more participation. Yeah. Um, you know, this type of, we didn't have this last year. We didn't, we weren't as relevant last year as we are this year. Right. And thanks to you doing things oh, like this, um, just so that it's more on top of, on the top of mind of everyone yeah. in the city. And, re- and so people to realize that, you know, black films are just a reflection of America. Right. It's not necessarily, uh, black America. It's America. Like you said, Radio Raheem yeah. touched you when you yeah. were a young person. It's the same thing. I mean, it's just like, hey, we're all in this thing together. Uh, we all are confused. We are all um, upset about certain things. We're all Stress, afraid, working, stressed. Right. We're, it's all the same thing. We're just trying to get along. We're just trying to trying to make a, make a, a, a living. Right. Um, and so it's all, we're all, you know, intertwined. So if we, people realize that, they'll come yeah. to the movies and say, I just want to see a good movie. How important do you think it is stretching out to the row house? You're kind of moving out into Lawrenceville um, for part of the festival, which I think is a great idea, kind of bringing it from downtown centric out into some of the other neighborhoods. How, how, what, what was the thought behind that? Was it just to get that, that situation or to get that theater involved? Or was it the idea of you did want to sort of stretch out a little bit? I think the idea was definitely to expand our scope and reach of mm-hmm. the festival, but I think that Lawrenceville is a very um, unique neighborhood, and I think that the, that community is an audience that we definitely want to reach and get to know, and um, Row House is super cute right in the middle of Lawrenceville, and a lot of um, foot traffic goes by there, and it's just an opportunity for people who may have seen a poster about the August Wilson Cultural Center, but it was for a show that they weren't interested in, right. you know, for them to see, oh, they're doing other things aside from jazz concerts or, right. you know, poetry slams and stuff like that. So I think that it was an opportunity for us to touch a new audience that um, hasn't been to the August Wilson Cultural Center at all. And for them to say, oh, they're doing something, they're doing, they do film festivals? What right. is this? So Also, it's, you know, if you go to a film festival abroad, or somewhere else, there's always multiple screens. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So that's all. It was just from a sta- from just from a very sort of nuts and bolts standpoint. Yeah, it was like we need to be on multiple screens, right. or to be considered a real film festival, right? And you know, sort of have people take us seriously, right? So that was the point. Is is there is there outreach plan to? I mean, obviously this gets the um, this gets the cultural center it, again. It, it hopefully reaches more folks. Are there plans through this to sort of do outreach to sort of also do some education? about what the center offers as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We're any of our staff are walking calendars of like yeah. everything that's going on. We're constantly yeah. sharing with people what, what else we have to offer because we do have such a robust um, programming lineup throughout the entire year. So there's certainly something for everyone, visual arts, yeah. performing arts, music, dance, all the whole gamut. Yeah. So from Gregory Porter, I mean, you guys have, you guys have had a really great string, I think of the last month or so. And then even the end of last year, but 
you know, the program you guys are putting on has just been, it's been, it's been great. I mean, there's, um, I know that, you know, thank you advertising, but we, we, we were able to feature, I mean, you guys seem like you've got a, you've got a top event coming every week. And so I think that's, I think that's really great. And again, it, it, it allows people to see something they, they might not, you know, might not be able to see, or people who, you know, fans of someone like Gregory Porter gives them a chance to see him without, you know, right. having to travel somewhere else. So I think that you guys are really filling a void that's 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 very important. Yeah, we're definitely trying in with Janice Burley Wilson. She's been the president and CEO for the past year and a half or almost two years. And um, she's changed. She's turned it on its head. You know, she's definitely changing things up and really trying to make this a place that everyone in Pittsburgh and the region mm-hmm. and hopefully other states and across the nation internationally um, have a place that they can come to and enjoy all types of art under the namesake of August Wilson. And how can people get information, excuse me, about tickets and show times? So all information, full schedule with times, um, details about all the films, little synopsis, the workshops with Kim Coles, as we mentioned, um, youth improv, workshop with arcade theater and um gerard brown is doing a screenwriting screenwriting workshop workshop. all that information is on our website aacc-awc.org it's all there you can purchase tickets to row house movies you can purchase tickets to our weekend pass day pass um in our building so make sure you check out the website absolutely um just uh as we sort of wind down here let's talk a little bit about the workshops um you've done some workshops in the past um Talk a little bit about, about specifically some of we mentioned Kim Coles. Um, talk a little bit about some of the offerings and 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 who who you who you hope takes advantage of these. We we've been doing workshops from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, the first year we had um, Steve Cooten, who's a professor at Point Park, do mm-hmm. the writing workshop. Um, we've we brought Gerard Brown. Gerard Brown is a uh, accomplished screenwriter. Mm-hmm. He wrote the screenplay Juice. Yeah. The ju- you know, mm-hmm. that movie was, um, you got the with, juice now. <laughs> yeah. Right. With Tupac Shakur, um, Kim Coles, of course, she's, um, um, an actress comedian. Uh, this year we wanted to do, we wanted to change it a little bit and not just be so straightforward with acting yeah. per se, but do improv and comedy and things like that. Yeah. that she can incorporate because she's a uh, working yeah. comedian. Um, and she's a, you know, celebrity. So we yeah. felt, we just felt like, you know, people would just have, have, a uh, more of a connection to someone that they've yeah. grown familiar with, at, you know, over over time. And people love the opportunity to get up and close with someone who's actually in the business. Right. Yeah. So having that um, opportunity to be in like an intimate setting with someone that you've probably watched on TV for right. a decade or whatever um, is really unique. And I think that for the price of a weekend pass, I yeah. mean, you're really getting an incredible weekend right for 55 bucks that's so. great and I, I don't want to leave out we also have a game we have a game show oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. tell us a little we bit about a that game i saw show that where, yeah. we, where you know it's called that should have won an oscar <laughs> and it is purely emotional but yeah. we're just trying to see if people can um you know know that trivia that cinema right. trivia so I, I don't know how it's going to play out right honestly i, I haven't I'm, i think but, it's gonna get quite rowdy I probably will, <laughs> but it, we're partnering with Boom Concepts. Yeah, um, they're friends of ours as well. Um, so we're we're just trying to sort of make it all fun. We don't yeah. want to just be all about being real serious. Sure, uh, it's about having some sure. fun, absolutely, and um, enjoying movies. Right. That's what I was going to say about about Kim Cole. It's funny how many people I talk to 
I mean, I work with a lot of younger kids, of course, but that, that aren't aware of in living color. And if you've never, if you, if you want to get a little bit of like a peek into Kim Coles, you know, just YouTube, uh, YouTube her and in living color. And she has some, just some great character work in there. And she's really, really funny, but that show in itself was just, it's just a great show. And we're, and we're also uh, doing a sort of segment with Terrence Nance. Terrence Nance is the gentleman who produces random acts of flyness on uh, HBO which is really an extension of yeah. Living Color, which is, you know, in Living Color, it was sketch comedy. Right. Uh, Random Acts of Flyness is sketch uh, cinema verite. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, we're you know, he strings a rather, yeah. a, you know, a stream of consciousness yeah. around issues and comedy and things that are very serious. So we're we're going to have a, a Skype session with him, and we're going to show two of his work as well on Saturday. Wow. So... Um, bring up so just finally, I'm going to put you guys on the spot and I know everyone should go out and they should buy the past. They should go see every film. But if you have someone who only has time to see one film in the festival, what oh would boy. you, <laughs> <laughs> what would you, what would you pick? Uh, well, I'm, most, and why? I, I'm most excited about Yardy. Yeah. Cause I just love crime. crime yeah. Yeah. Drama. Me too, yeah. I'm just, I'm just that. I love, you know, heist movies, crime movies. Yeah. That's just my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, um, uh, and my other favorite is a classic for love of Ivy. Yeah. Which is also sort of a, uh, it sort of turns the whole notion of stereotypes and things on its ear. Right. It features Sidney Portier and, uh, Abby Lincoln. That's, um, that's going to be on Sunday afternoon. Um, that's just a, that's just a movie. When I saw it in my forties, I hadn't even heard about it. Right. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is super clever. Yeah. So those are my two favorites, I think. My one that I'm really excited about is Horror Noir. I'm definitely yeah. excited to kind of learn more and kind of dive deep into the history of Black people in horror. And I know my boss would say The Wiz. She is so <laughs> excited yeah. for The Wiz. It's the 40th anniversary of The Wiz. And it's also Diana Ross's di- diamond year. She's right, 75 right. this year. So, um, and then the fact that we're offering children under 13 to come for free. Yeah, I think that amazing. that yeah. there are a lot of kids who have never seen this right. movie. Um, and, and they may, they may or may not have even seen the wizard of Oz at this point. Right. So I think that that is a fun thing for families to come out and do and, um, just be nostalgic and sing along and all that good stuff. And, yeah. and one, one, one last thing. Yeah, and then it's Friday, our, we have a Pittsburgh feature. We have, a movie that's done. We always bring in someone, a filmmaker from Pittsburgh mm-hmm. to kick off the festival that, that Friday night. And this year we have Alicia Wormsley's uh, piece called uh, Children of Non. Right. So that's, I think that's important. We always want to have a Pittsburgher getting get a platform. If it's a five minute film or a, 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 f- a full length feature, yeah. we want to give them an, an opportunity to have a platform on the big screen. And I need one last thing for, um, for sort of the, the hip hop heads. The culture. The, we have um, Rock Rubber 45s, which oh, is yeah. a documentary about Babito Garcia, which is, you know, he sort of brought on the advent of sneaker culture. Mm-hmm. He wrote the first article about sneakers and sneaker culture and hip hop and with the relationship between hip hop and basketball and and sneakers. So that's that's going to be Friday yeah. night as well. Um, so, so we're just trying to kick it off with a party. We have a, we're going to have a party that Friday night with, with uh, DJ, DJ Selecta. Selecta. So it'll be it'll be fun. 
Yeah, so what we're saying is you can't just pick one movie. Go out and see but multiple things. Right? Okay. No, I, I agree. There are definitely you can't ask right. the curator to pick one thing. Though. Yeah. It's not good. I know. No, that's that's great. And that's what it, – it's just – there's too much to – to try and even say, you know, if you're a fan of blank, go see blank. Because there's something for everybody in this Right, movie, absolutely. Movie. I appreciate and that. And so yes. I, uh, I think that you, everyone needs to go out and check out the Black Bottom Film Festival running through February 24th. Um, go online. Sydney, I'll ask you for the web address again. AACC-AWC.org. You can get your tickets. You can check your schedule and find something. And again, don't forget this weekend, Pittsburgh Botanic Garden presents Bitters and Sweets. Saturday, February 16th from 7 to 11 p.m. Bitters and Sweets is a community event featuring musical entertainment, food, cocktails, and dancing. More information on registration available at pittsburghbotanic.org. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you, Joe, for coming. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun talking uh, film with you. Um, and Sydney, again, I, I'm sorry that I sort of marked out for your dad, but he was... He That's was, totally <laughs> cool. You said you wanted to ask me something else. Well, I, I, I was sort of brought it up. Yeah, I was just, just going to... Well, I was going to ask, I guess, is your interest in film, how much of that came from your dad? And um, A lot of it, yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we definitely watched... I, I started watching uh, HBO movies at a very yeah. young age. <laughs> um, and we would get all those Academy screeners yeah. um, oh, wow. for my whole childhood because as a member of SAG, you right. are able to eligible to vote mm-hmm. um, as a part of the Academy. So I would see a ton of movies yeah. um, from all different genres. Um, I mean, I was watching movies with subtitles at 13, 14. So <laughs> I definitely think that I got um, a, a very good taste yeah. of film culture at a young age. But it, was, um, it wasn't it was that I necessarily was sitting with my dad and watching movies, yeah. but it was just that it was always you know, on a topic of discussion, whether he's out working or the screeners are coming to the house or whatever the case may be. So I definitely got a chance to kind of learn what I like on my own. Um, His, his favorite genre was actually classic films. Um, I mean, Turner classic was always on AMC was always (laughs) on Um, if it's in black and white, he prefers it. So um, I definitely think that I, I, have been watching movies forever yeah. because of that. So what was the, what was, what was uh, the first movie of your dad's that you saw? Do you remember? Maybe sister act, maybe mm. Mm, was that the first movie? That's a good question. That I think maybe sister younger, act. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Cause I, I was born after his first Spike Lee stuff. Mm. And then a lot of the stuff that he did in the nineties was rated R. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't right. see any of that. <laughs> um, and as I'm getting older now, I like, I'm watching things. Um, of course, like, uh, he got game or, yeah. um, I just recently saw, um, the name is totally, I'm blinking on the name, but I'm, I'm seeing movies yeah. that, that he did all the time. And people come up to me and say, oh, I saw your dad in right. Things to Do in Denver while you're dead. And I'm like, that's oh, a great, great. I've never yeah. seen that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, that there are a ton movie. that I yeah. still haven't that seen. Yeah, he, was great in, he was great in that film, too. Yeah, he's just, uh, he just like I said, it. Uh, he meant a lot to me growing up. And so I, I just uh, want to say to you and your family that, that I really appreciate the work your dad did. I mean, it really, you know. If you can reach a white kid from Ohio, it can reach, uh, it can, it can span, it can span any sort of gap. So, yeah. um, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate uh, you bringing that up because I did, I did want to ask you about that. And so now I'll say thank you for watching the Pittsburgh current podcast, new issue on the streets, February 19th, and we will see you next week.
This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.